Welcome to Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast where you ditch the diet drama, banish body shame, and reclaim your life, all while creating a body you love. When it comes to body drama, your host, Carmela Romalia, has been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and wrote the books. And now, here's Carmela. Hello, hello, my friends. It's me, Carmela, from Happy Calories Don't Count, back with episode number 16 of the Food Is Not a Four-Letter Word podcast. Yes, for those of you keeping track, it's been a while. Um, and that's because, you know, I got busy. Like I said, these podcast episodes, there's no rhyme or reason to the schedule. It's essentially whenever I have something to say, you know, I'm inspired by something I see out there in the world uh, that I need to comment on, specifically from a Happy Calories Don't Count perspective, I can get into the studio and I can keep that dog that I love so much, I can keep him quiet. Uh, so that happened today. So today we are recording episode number 16. And this is going to be all about how to navigate those holiday festivities, families, and the food. But before we go any further, we must pause and take our three deep breaths. So here we go. Take a deep breath in and let it out. And again, next breath in and out. And last one, deep breath in and exhale. Awesome. Good job. So just in case this is the first episode to which you are listening because you were piqued by the title, you know, something to do with holidays and festivities, families, and food, keeping your sanity and your waistline intact. You know, all of that good stuff. And this is the first time you've ever heard me, ever ever known anything at all about me. I need to do a little bit of intro here. So um, all of this that I, of which I speak is original content based on healing my own pain, shame, and drama around my body and my weight. I am the author of Happy Calories Don't Count, Neither Does Unhappy Exercise, and the woohoo award-winning Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, which is also the title of this podcast. Both of those books are available on my website and on Amazon, you know, all the usual places. And those are where you will get the content in order. Whenever I do a podcast, it's because I see something in in life that I feel the need to comment on from a happy calories don't count perspective. And this time of year, it's going to be all of those tips and tricks that all of the magazines, the talk shows are going to have to help you, you know, the little fitness experts and the diet experts and the weight loss coaches that are going to give you all those tips and tricks to avoid that holiday weight gain. And I start each episode now with three deep breaths because that is the fastest and most effective way to connect with your body. And connecting with your body is the key to healing everything. All of your pain, shame, drama, and dysfunction around food, exercise, your body, and your weight is a result of a disconnect between yourself and your body. Your body is not the enemy. 
Your body is not something to be feared. Your body actually is your best friend and your greatest ally. However, we live in a culture in which the conventional diet and exercise model reigns. And in that model, it sets up, and I think you know what I mean by that, um, diet and exercise, it's like you eat more, you gain weight, you eat less, you lose weight, you exercise more, you lose weight, you exercise less, you uh, gain weight. And then, you know, people will nitpick the food or they'll nitpick the exercise or they'll nitpick your hormones or they'll nitpick your motivation and your psychology and your goal setting and all of that so that somehow you can be successful on this diet and exercise program. And the main issue with the diet and exercise program is that it disconnects you from the wisdom of your body. And it does that because it sets up this idea that calories are a currency of exchange and you have to pay a price to eat. The price? Exercise or weight gain. And so all of the drama and all of the dysfunction you get into is a result of trying to overcome your body's natural impulses. Because in the diet and exercise model, you can't just eat when you're hungry. You can't just eat when you're inspired. And you can't just eat that holiday cookie because that's going to come with a cost. You know, you've got to you've got to burn. You've got to burn it off or else you're going to gain the holiday pounds. And so you you create all of these crazy mind games and and things that you do and we do. I don't do anymore. But, you know, it's that that thing that that just makes you crazy. All of that comes from trying to override your body's natural impulses, which you have to do to, quote unquote, be successful on the diet and exercise model. And so I've spoken at this I can speak. I have spoken about this at length in various episodes, uh, previous episodes. So I don't want to get into that too much here. Um, what I wanted you, I was as I was musing about this episode, I want to uh, do a callback to. It wasn't just the last one, but it was within the last few episodes where I was talking about, you know, how hard it is to get out of diet drama land, how hard it is to get out of thinking in terms of diet and exercise, because everything we see in our culture is a reflection of that idea. You know, the the weight loss industry is based on that idea. The weight loss industry is based on either the diet or the exercise program. So you've got the diet industry, you've got the fitness industry. And and I hear it, you know, I, I used to hear it at the gym when I was a personal trainer, and now I hear it at the Pilates studio, you know, where people are are talking about how many calories they're burning, and especially now with, you know, the Apple Watches and the Fitbits and the fitness trackers and all this stuff, with this idea that that data is somehow going to make you make better decisions about your health or or whatever it is. Again, I went on a big old tangent in a previous episode on that. But the idea I want to get back to is that everything you are seeing in the world and right now if you're living in, you know, America, you're living in Canada, you're living in the UK, you know, you're you're living in uh, you're living in a country where you're probably even listening to this podcast because you're li- where where are you listening to the podcast? You're listening to the podcast on your phone or on your tablet or on your computer at work, you know, listening to Spotify or iHeartRadio or, you know, whatever whatever platform you're listening to it on, but you're listening to it via tech. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're listening to it via tech. And so somehow you found this and so you're in the tech world. And the tech world is driven by algorithms. And 
algorithms, what they're going to do is every little bit of information they can find about you, they are clocking and they are logging and they are creating a version of you that they think is real that might not really be real, but they're creating a version of you that they think is real. And then they're going to market to this version of you they think is real. So if you are into fitness, if you're into weight loss, if you're into trying to, you know, heal your your pain and shame about your body and your weight through, you know, metaphysics, A Course in Miracles, The Law of Attraction, you um, buy books from Hay House via Amazon, whatever it is, they're tracking all of this information. And so then they're going to put things in front of you that is a skewed version of what is really out there in the world. It's a very narrow perspective. It's a very siloed perspective. And that's one of the reasons it's so hard to get out of diet drama land because it's constantly being reinforced, okay? So I want to riff on this idea of the algorithm. And a couple episodes ago, I was like, you know, they don't really know who you are. Algorithms um, have no soul. They have no heart. They do not have the ability to think contextually. And so why not just go play a little game? You know, why don't you go do some searches or, you know, put things in your shopping cart, but then don't really buy them. But that are the complete opposite of who you are, you know, just like random chaos, and then start to see the, the things that you're not seeing now. You're going to see a whole new reality, a whole new perspective of, of perspectives, of opinions, of products, of services, of, of this whole new world that's available to you because you've just gamed the algorithm. And we're doing that with intent, right? We're doing that because we want a broader perspective. We want to be more informed and, and we want we we want it so that we're not constantly being inundated by things that are reinforcing that diet and exercise model, which is keeping us stuck in that matrix, right? So another example of how algorithms can get gamed, and I promise this is going to come back to your body. I promise it is. I've just found that because our body and our weight are such deeply personal topics, it's it's our greatest pain and our greatest shame. And that is and that is because of the diet and exercise model, right? So the diet and exercise model suggests that if you are not the size or shape you want to be, you are at best undisciplined or unmotivated, or at worst, you're lazy or you're stupid because you know darn well what you need to do to lose that weight. You just need a diet and exercise, or you need to find the right diet and the right exercise program, or you need to find the right hormone therapy or whatever. But if, if your body is not the size or shape you wanna be, it's your fault, you, you're not doing something right, and you're not doing the quote unquote diet and exercise model, which is what the entire world thinks that you need to do to get that. So we've internalized that um, because it's everywhere. And so because... This is such a deeply personal topic uh, because it's a deeply painful topic, a shameful topic. We don't we don't really talk about it with our friends. I mean, this this is the thing. We'll talk about our diets all day long, you know, with our friends, with complete strangers. It's one of those things where it it's part of 
It's part of the social fabric of society. It's one of those social lubricants. You know, Lord help us, we can't talk religion or politics, especially in in today's age. Um, So what do we do? We talk about sports, weather, and oh, our diets. And so we will talk about those all day long. Oh, do you do intermittent fasting? Oh, do you do keto? Oh, do you do paleo? Um, You know, whatever this thing is, what's this new hybrid workout thingy Um, or this new fitness app membership program thing? We'll talk about that at the surface level all day, every day with anybody. But what we do not dare share with anyone is how deep the pain is because We've internalized this idea that it's our fault. And and the thing is, is that our bodies are what everybody sees. And so people see us or we, we project that people will see us and make assumptions about us, about our, our intelligence, about our worth ethic, about um, just about our value as a human being based on what we look like because, you know, there's a part of us that does the same thing to other people, you know, because we're kind of trying to make sure that we that we that we're okay in society that we're kind of fitting in whether it is um some standard of beauty created by Madison Avenue or whether it is you know based within our peer group or our body positivity movement or whatever it is we unconsciously kind of do this all the time to other people which is why it's so painful when we're doing it to ourselves. It's one of those spiritual principles, as within, so without type of thing. And so I found that, and so because it's so painful and personal, and because it's everywhere and everybody's thinking in terms of diet and exercise, that one of the more effective ways for me to communicate these ideas and illustrate these principles is to show how they get played out in different industries or in different scenarios that aren't quite so um, triggering, so so um, personal, and and such you know these painful, shameful heart buttons, you know. So that's that's why I'm talking about algorithms. But I promise it will get back to your body. So this other idea of like gaming the algorithm that that people do, at least at least people I know, because I'm I'm an author, I write books, I speak, I do a podcast. Um, so the people that I know who are also in in this um, industry, you know, it's a it's a really big thing. You know, it's a really big marketing thing if you can say that you're a best selling author. So what a lot of people do is they're about to release their book. And then they tell they're they're launching it for weeks. You know, they're telling everyone on their social media channels, on their email lists, whatever. They're gonna tell everybody that we're launching this book, but don't buy it yet. Don't do a pre-order or anything like that. We're gonna buy it on Amazon and we're gonna buy it all at the same time, all on the same day. And so you get everybody that you know to buy your book at the same time on the same day for like 20 minutes, suddenly you're an Amazon number one bestselling author because everyone you know has bought the book at that time. Now, 20 minutes later, you're no longer an Amazon bestselling author, but for those 20 minutes, you were. And so then people can say, hey, I'm a bestselling author on Amazon. That's another way of gaming the algorithm, right? You're you're taking this, this computer program and because it can't think contextually, because it has no heart or soul, you can manipulate it. All right. Now, that's fine 
if it's an algorithm. I want you to, to work with me here and think about, well, does that work so well in your personal relationship? You know, whether it is a spouse, whether it is a domestic partner, whether it's your children or your parents, uh, and even in, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave work alone. Um, there are a lot of places that are really political and, and really not very fun. Uh, but in terms of a domestic, interpersonal relationship, do those games really work? Of course not. Though, though that type of gaming the system, the passive-aggressive attitude, the, the um, doing points like, oh, I get husband points or I get wife points or whatever, those might be fun to joke around. But if you're really living your life and you're living your relationship based on that quid pro quo type of thing, um, that's probably not a very fulfilling relationship, and that's probably not going to last. So anyone, if you've had any kind of relationship experience, you kind of intuitively know that, right? So you don't want to play tricks. You know, that when, when you're playing tricks, that's when you're lying and you're cheating and you're doing all of those things that, that are not conducive to a loving, healthy, stable relationship. And now we're going to take that one step further to the relationship with your body, right? I say here all the time that the way to heal all of your pain, shame, and dysfunction around food, exercise, your body, and your weight is to cultivate an honest-to-goodness relationship with your body. Your relationship, your relationship with your body is the way to create that body that you desire, your body is filled, every cell in your body is filled with divine intelligence. And this isn't meant to sound woo-woo-y or religious-y or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's bioelectrical impulses. There, there is energy within your body that is making your body stay alive. It's making your heart beat. It's making your lungs expand and contract. It's making all of the systems of your body function. If you don't have that, that energy, that, that thing that animates life, so that's why I call it divine. It's that, it's that thing that is creating and animating life. If you don't have that in your body, suddenly you are dead and your body starts to decompose. So there is this wisdom, this intelligence, this inherent, this inherent knowledge inside your body. And your body as a system wants to be optimized. It wants to feel good. It wants to be able to go about the business of life feeling good. You know, that, that's what it's designed to do. So your body knows how to create everything you desire. If you need to lose five pounds, your body knows how to lose five pounds. The problem is, is that you're not connected to your body if you're stressing out about it and if you're freaking out about it and if you have pain, shame, and drama about everything you eat and everything you do for exercise. You're not connected to your body. You're not listening to that. You're listening to the external world. You're listening to, you know, some magazine article you read online or some blog post or Dr. Oz or whatever it is. And so cultivating that relationship with your body really is the key to not only healing and transforming the pain 
pain, shame, and drama, which is my big goal, but it's also the goal for you to create that body that you desire. So when I'm speaking in terms of spiritual principles, there is this bit of paradox. This is, there is this bit of surrender. And I always want to make clear that I'm not trying to do some psychological or spiritual trick on you so that suddenly you don't really lose the weight, but you're at peace with it. So you don't care that you don't lose the weight or anything like that. Like, no, I want you to have the body that you want. You know, I I want you to look however you want to look. So that's one goal. But then the deeper goal behind that is I want you to feel better about yourself than you feel like you look good if that makes sense. So like I want I want you to I want you to feel like you look amazing, but then I want you to feel even more amazing just being in your body and being alive and being happy so that your state of being is not dependent on what your body looks like, but I also want your body to look the way you want it to look too. So it's it's not like one of those um bait and switch types of things. So we're talking about the way to do this. The way to actually create a body and life you love is to cultivate a relationship with your body. Your body knows exactly what food it needs, exactly how much food it needs, exactly when it needs to eat, and it also knows the same thing for exercise. Now, as we go into the holiday season, everything that I've been saying over the last 15, now 16 episodes of this podcast still applies. It doesn't matter that now suddenly there's more food. It doesn't matter that now suddenly there are families, a lot of which are dysfunctional. You know, you got that uncle or you got your mother or you got your brother or, you know, whatever it is that you have to deal with during the holiday meal, you know, or whatever the the individual case is for you. It doesn't matter that, you know, now you've got all of these corporate holiday cocktail parties that you have to go to um, to to save face and make your boss impressed or land that client or, you know, whatever it is. It's interesting. People tend to think like, oh, my gosh, weight gain's inevitable during the holiday season because we've got all this extra food and all these extra commitments and, and, you know, the family around. So they make it about that. Yes. All of that stuff exists, but if you do what I've been saying for all of these episodes, if you get out of diet drama land, stop making it about the food, stop making it about the exercise, make it about your relationship with your body, your body will help you navigate all of that stuff. So I say here over and over and over again that if your body inspires you to eat something, you can trust your body. Your body would not inspire you to eat something that would be harmful to you because anything your body inspires you to do, that's going to come back to your body. So anything you eat, your body is dealing with the results of that action. You know, I I was going to say your body deals with the consequences of that. Um, And in a way, that's a good word, but in a way, that's a bad word because it sounds like, you know, the the traditional way of where you would think – consequences, you're going to go into weight gain or, you know, having to burn it off. But like your blood sugar going up or whatever metabolic habit, whatever metabolic process happens when you eat something, your body is dealing with that. So your body would not inspire you to eat something that would be bad for your body. 
That doesn't make any sense at all. Your body would not do that. So if you feel inspired to eat something, you can relax and enjoy whatever that thing is without worrying that you're going to gain the weight or that it's going to make you fat or that you've blown your diet or whatever that crazy thought is. And then the other, the corollary of that is that if for any reason that would have a negative impact on your body eating whatever, whenever, at whatever time, you know, you won't be inspired to eat it. And when you don't, when you're not inspired to eat that thing, then you don't feel deprived. So imagine going through the holidays with this type of perspective. So again, I'm going to, I just decided, you know, just on an impulse because, you know, these, these podcasts are stream of conscious. They're just me out here waxing philosophical. Right now, I'm going to do the five steps of the happy calories don't count um, method right now and show you how you can take this into the holidays. So that first step is get out of diet drama land. You know, stop thinking in terms of diet and exercise. Stop thinking in terms of how whatever you eat is going to impact your body, how it's going to impact your body positively or negatively. Uh, stop thinking in terms of how exercise would impact your body positively. Pos I can speak. Positive. <laughs> yes, I can speak positively, there we go, positively or negatively, all right? So stop thinking in terms of diet and exercise. Now, that's a lot easier said than done. And that's why I created this concept of embracing a model of alignment. Because for me to tell you stop thinking in terms of diet and exercise is all fine, well, and good. But if I don't give you something else to think about because your mind abhors a vacuum, you're just going to go back to thinking in terms of diet and exercise, which is what everyone else in the entire world is saying. So it's natural. It's a default. You don't even realize that you're doing that. So step one is embrace a model of alignment. And all that means is that means make sure that your thoughts, feelings, your beliefs, and actions are congruent. When you are harmonized, when all of those pieces and parts of you are reconciled, that life force energy can move through you powerfully and effectively. And my two senses, you know, that might be that mysterious thing called metabolism, you know, that thing that no one can really identify or harness or control. I mean, they're going to try to with diets or supplements or exercise programs or whatever. But you've all had that experience where you start out on some diet or exercise program and it starts out really fun and you feel like you're getting results. And then after a couple of months, you don't get results anymore because you're kind of over it and it's not really fun and and all of this stuff and then oh you've plateaued you know all all of that crazy stuff that happens all of that gets cleaned up when you embrace a model of alignment so that your thoughts feelings beliefs and actions are congruent and there is a picture of this concept it doesn't make any sense on a podcast format, but there are pictures of this concept um, on my YouTube channel. I've got a couple of YouTube videos that show that. Um, on my Facebook page, Happy Calories Don't Count, um, there are some older posts that have that, that um, picture on it. And uh, where else can you? Oh, in the book, Food is Not a Four-Letter Word. I actually have, um, I use illustrations to illustrate this concept. All right, so that's step one. 
So you're going through the holidays. You don't even think about diet and exercise. You do not even think about calories. You're looking at those thumbprint cookies or you're looking at those hot toddies or you're looking at whatever. And any thought of calories, of fat grams, of alcohol content, of carbs, of whether it's good or bad or whatever, they just float away. You know, it's just like, nope, nope, nope. Just don't even think in those terms. Nope, 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 nope. This is just this thing in front of me. And am I going to enjoy it or not? That is the question. All right. You don't even think in those terms. Step two, connect with your body. And like I illustrated at the beginning of this podcast, let's do it again, shall we? Take a deep breath in. And let it out. That is the easiest way to connect with your body. It's just like not even 30 seconds. You just take a beat, take a breath. It interrupts that crazy making cycle in your head. It connects with your body and you drop into your body and you listen. Okay. And it's hard. I know that it's scary. I know that it's hard to, and I'm going to take a quick water break because I, I can hear a scratchy throat. Better? A little better. Okay. So I know that it's scary. I know that it can be hard because we live in the diet and exercise model that tells us that we can't trust our bodies right? We we are taught that if we have this craving um, or if we want to eat something, you know, we have to override our body's instincts because if we just listen to our bodies, well, we just eat ice cream or we'd eat pizza or, you know, we'd eat all these quote unquote bad things and we blow up as big as a house. And again, your body does not want to be as big as a house. So your body would not inspire you to do that. So we have this really big fear about connecting to our body. And that's why in the layout of the five steps, step one, ditch diet drama land has to come before step two. Because if you haven't ditched diet drama land, it's too scary to connect with your body. But now that you're not thinking in terms of diet and exercise anymore, you can connect with your body. Now, imagine what that would feel like going through the holidays. You know, you're connected to your body and and you're connected to yourself. And so you're going through these parties and you can take or leave any of the food. You can have whatever you want, but you don't have to have whatever you don't want. Imagine how freeing that is. And there's this other really cool thing about being connected to your body and connected to your center. Uh, it also tells you when things are off. Like, you know, those dysfunctional families, when when somebody says some passive aggressive thing, or, you know, when somebody's being all bitchy behind your back, and you overhear it because they, they didn't think you were an earshot, or, you know, whatever your crazy family melodrama is, your body can help you navigate that situation. Because when you are grounded, and you are fully present, you're less apt to go into those um, those habitual family dynamics. You know, you're you're able to stay out of them a little bit better, so that you stay in that place of healing. And so, this is a good little segue to talk about the idea of complex systems. So, one of the reasons, and if you've if you've dealt if you've dealt with any kind of personal growth, if you've dealt with any kind of spiritual growth, and especially if it has come from a food 
background, like whether you've been diagnosed with an eating disorder, anorexia, compulsive eating, um, binge eating, any of those types of things, or whether it's just it hasn't been diagnosed, but you have this mild river of anxiety <laughs> chronically going through your heart, mind, and soul around food, exercise, your body, and your weight. You know, they'll tell you that a lot of a lot of these patterns and a lot of these beliefs and a lot of these things that we have about food and exercise are family issues. They're family dynamics, um, and it we might have the specific quote unquote pathology of it might be reaching toward food and exercise rather than drugs or alcohol or gambling or shopping or whatever that coping device would be. But the reason that we need the coping device in the first place is because of some sort of family of origin dynamic. Now, what happens is you start to heal, then that makes everyone else in that system uh, off balance because something in the system has changed. You are changing. And that's one of the reasons why why they'll say, you know, personal growth is hard work and, you know, other people try to sabotage your success and things like that. Well, when you're grounded in your body, you can stay in your center and you can, you know, just allow the rest of that system to have to adapt, to have to grow, to have to change along with you. You don't get sucked back into that drama. And that's particularly relevant during the holidays when we have these, these family events, these extended family events, and we've got all of these generations of family dynamic patterns playing out. So think about that, like how not only just in terms of the food and exercise, how connecting with your body can help you navigate all of that. Then step three is enjoy your food. Because think about it, friends, why wouldn't you enjoy your food? The only reason you wouldn't enjoy your food is because you thought you had to pay a price for it. You thought it would come back to bite you. You know, you thought you were going to gain weight or you were going to have to run 10 miles to make it off or to burn it off. Uh, And the other reason that you might not enjoy your food is if it's legitimately something you don't like, but you're eating it anyway because it's part of some quote-unquote diet, that, and then I guess just to be nice to Aunt Edna to eat her, you know, favorite side dish because you're trying to make nice, but you don't, you, you enjoy your food. If you're not enjoying your food, that's an indication that you're back in diet drama land somehow. You know, there, the system has checks and balances built into it. Step four is to exercise daily to connect with and tune your body. Now, why are we exercising? To connect with and tune your body. This is not a backdoor thing into that diet and exercise model. And that's one of those silly little tips and tricks that drive me crazy that you hear during this time of year. Is like, oh, well, just make sure you get your daily workout in. Just make sure you get your daily workout in. Um, exercise 20 minutes to get your heart rate up. Make sure you're doing your strength training because, you know, that you need that muscle mass for your metabolism and all of that garbage that they that they recycle year after year after year. It's tired. It's rehashed. It's the same junk. They might put a different label on it. They might put a different spin on it, but it is this, they're the same tips and tricks. And the thing is, is that you want to exercise every day because in the context of building a relationship with your body, exercise is like a date with your body. 
Exercise is where you get to spend quality time with your body, where you get to feel what it feels like when your heart rate goes up, when you get to feel what it feels like when your heart rate comes back down. You get to feel what it feels like to work a muscle and to stretch a muscle, and you get to feel what it feels like to be embodied to fully inhabit your body. And when you are fully inhabited, you are one with your body. You know what to eat, when to eat, and how much. All of that is a non-issue. Food is an absolute non-issue. It is only a source of enjoyment. Now, wouldn't that be great? All right. Step five of the happy calories don't count method is called to clear the channel. And again, that doesn't make sense from an audio perspective. So if you're really interested in this, I would encourage you to go watch the videos on the YouTube channel where you can see what this looks like, or you can check it out in Food is Not a Four-Letter Word. I discuss it there, got a whole chapter on it. But it's this idea that clearing the channel is where you use all of those personal growth skills, all of those spiritual development skills, all of those, all of those things that you've studied. You know, now this is where it's different. In terms of the happy calories don't count approach of the food is not a four letter word approach. So most people are going to go down the road of spirituality and personal development to and goal setting and, and understanding their their um, limiting beliefs and all of that kind of stuff so that they can be successful on a diet and exercise program. <laughs> All right. Do you see how they're using personal growth to be successful in diet drama land? And happy calories is all about getting out of diadrama land. But personal growth and spirituality, all of that personal development, are very important skills to have. They're important skills to have because what they do is they help you deal with life's challenges in such a way that those challenges do not interfere with the relationship you have with your body. That's very important. So I'm going to say that again. Personal growth and spiritual development are important because they help you deal with life in such a way that life's challenges do not interfere with the relationship you have with your body. That's just like if you have a really bad day at work, are you going to come home and yell at your spouse and your kids? I mean, to take it out on them, that's not going to create a very happy or productive family life. So if you've been, you know, working on yourself, then you have a bad day at work and then you do whatever it is that works for you to transform that state of being. You, you know, stop at the park and and feed the ducks or you, you know, go for a run or you turn on heavy metal music and headbang on the way home or you honk your horn in traffic, whatever, whatever it is to transform that energy so that then when you come home, you have a pleasant, productive, engaging, loving experience with your loved ones. All right. So those are the five steps of the happy calories don't count approach. Now using keeping those steps in mind, that whole um, framework in mind, that helps you navigate the holidays, right? Because if you're dealing with extra festivities and extra food around, the fact that it's extra doesn't matter. If you're hungry, you're inspired to eat something, you eat it. If you don't, you don't. No big deal. You know, if they're specialty treats that you only get this time of year, 
If you're inspired to eat it, you eat it. If you don't, you don't. You don't go into those head games of trying to rationalize or justify eating something or not eating something like, oh my God, it's going to blow my diet. So I have to override every instinct I have. I have to play all my little head games. I have to promise myself a mani-pedi if I can get through these two weeks and these three parties without eating anything extra. If I work out every day, you know, all of those crazy things that we do come from overriding our instincts. So the fact that there's extra food and the fact that there are different types of seasonal treats available doesn't change the core thing about connecting with your body. You connect with your body, you want it, you eat it, yay, you're done. You connect with your body, you're not inspired to eat it, you don't feel deprived, yay, you're done. Hey, and guess what? Connecting with your body also helps you navigate all of the stuff that might be coming up around your family or your workplace or whatever it is this time of year. And because you're coming at personal development not from the place of, I'm going to be personally evolved so I stay on my diet, what you do is you use all of those personal development skills that you are going to need to use to deal with Aunt Edna or Cousin Betsy or, you know, whoever it is, so that those situations and those people don't interfere with the relationship between you and your body. So in light of that, we want to be thinking in terms of supporting your body, supporting the relationship you have with your body. And so this whole framework I've given you is a framework and a set of tools to help you navigate the holiday season. And this circles back to why I think it's important to do this podcast right now, this particular topic right now, is you are about to start seeing in the magazines, in the, you know, whether they're print magazines or the digital content, uh, on the blog posts, the Instagram feed, your um, the morning talk shows, the afternoon talk shows, um, the health segments on the evening news. Everybody's going to be talking and they're going to be using these same little words. Think about, listen to this, tips and tricks, tips and tricks to avoid the holiday weight gain, tips and tricks, trick. Listen to that word, trick. That sounds like being deceitful. And that's what they are when they say, use a small plate to go through the buffet line. And again, I'm not making this up. You, If you've been around the block, you've heard this year after year after year after year. It is so tired. It is so rehashed. Use a small plate when you go through the buffet line. Eat a salad before you go to the holiday party. Drink lots of water. Make sure you exercise every single day. Allow yourself at least a little treat so that you don't feel deprived and want to binge. You know, whatever it is. But what they're doing, all of those little um, ideas, they're, they're ways of gaming the algorithm. What they're trying to do is they're trying to game the algorithm that is your body. We don't want to trick your body. And your body knows if you're trying to trick it and it gets ticked off. You want to be honest with your body. You want to be congruent with your body. You want to show up in full integrity and vulnerability um, like you would a soulmate with your body. Your body has your back. Your body knows how to guide you through this season. All you need to do is trust it. So the biggest tool not a tip, not a trick. The biggest tool I can give you to help you navigate 
this season to keep your sanity and your waistline intact is to teach you how to cultivate a relationship with your body. And that's what I do here on the podcast. That's what I do in my books. That's what I do in my coaching programs. And I should have said this at the beginning of the episode, but I just remembered now. So in in the vein of cultivating a relationship with your body, I've started this new thing called um, Daily Love Notes daily love notes from your body. So if you would like to receive a daily love note from your body, uh, then just go to happycalories.com or carmelaromalia.com. You know, either website is fine. Uh, And up at the top of the website, there's a little sign-in form where you can sign in to receive these daily love notes. And I never spam, and it's the only thing you're going to get is a daily love note if you sign up for daily love notes. Uh, and, And there, that will help you develop a relationship with your body because it is... It's a very simple thing to do. It's just an uphill battle given the culture in which we live. So that's one way that I have found that um, I can support you through this process. It's kind of like my Pilates clients that come in and they're like, I've got you in my head. You know, I, I, w- I was going up the stairs at work and I, I, was, I was hearing your voice in, in your head, you know, keep your shoulders relaxed and use your scoop and find your muscles, not your joints and, and all the things that I tell my Pilates clients all the time. So the little daily, nev- daily love notes, again, I can speak. Daily love notes is a way for, to get me into your head about the whole happy calories thing, but more importantly, to get you into your head to get your body into your head and get rid of that diet and exercise model, to exorcise that diet and exercise model out of your head, to exorcise all of the cultural media influences that are trying to um, manipulate how you think uh, in order to, you know, be of service to their product or service or, you know, whatever they want to offer. They're using that base diet and exercise model, that fundamental premise to market their products and services. So you got to stop thinking in those terms. And the best way to stop thinking in those terms is consistency, noticing it, tuning it out. And if you feel so inspired, sign up for the love notes And that will be that, my friends. I hope you have a super happy holiday season, and I will talk to you later. Bye. And I'm back. Yep, with one of those little surprise scenes, you know, the ones that they have at the movie at the very end. You have to watch the entire credit sequence to get that special little zinger scene at the end. Um, That's me now. So anyway, I just listened to this episode, and I realized toward the end that I did not make it super, super abundantly clear when I was talking about the tips and tricks gaming the algorithm that is your body. The diet and exercise model sees your body as an algorithm. Remember, and I was talking about how algorithms have no soul, no heart, no ability to think contextually. That's one of the big differences between diet drama land and happy calories world. I know your body is not an algorithm. There's no way your body is an algorithm. Your body has divine intelligence, divine wisdom. It knows how to create a body and life you love. And so you don't want to trick it. You don't want to um, do those things where you're filling up on the, the salad before the, the holiday party or the drinking the lots of, lots of water to trick your body into thinking that it's full. Those ideas, they, they're about tricking your body into not feeling what it feels. It's undermining. It's, it's deceitful. 
And, and it's the same, they think that it works in that model because in the diet and exercise model, they essentially see your body as an algorithm to get back to the theme of the episode. But your body is not an algorithm. Your body is divine intelligence embodied. And so that's what you want to work with. You want to cultivate a relationship with that and let that wisdom and guidance lead you. Let that wisdom and guidance tell you what actions to take and you follow that direction, the direction coming from your highest self that is congruent with the direction coming from your body. And that is how you create a body and life you love during the holiday season and any time of year. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this program, help it out. Give it a like, subscribe, follow, share. You know the drill. If you want to learn more about me, my books, programs, and services, visit my website, carmelaramalia.com. And don't worry, if you can't spell my name, you can also always find me at happycalories.com. Take care. Take care.